0: When you first start setting boundaries, it's an experimental process. It has to be because we usually don't know what's okay and not okay with us because we've never considered it before. That's why we have to experiment. When we don't have healthy boundaries, we're typically so focused on others and what they want, we fail to think about ourselves. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole Life Lessons from 12 Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting LLC, where I coach people on how to develop healthy boundaries. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please screenshot it and share it on social media. And if you do, please be sure to tag me at Higher Power Coaching. This is episode 207, your step-by-step guide for how to get started setting boundaries. I got an email the other day from someone and she said, you know, this might be a good topic for a podcast. And I realized after I answered her question, you know, she's right. So here's what she said. She said, Barb, you say set boundaries. I am so lost and enmeshed. Never time for me. Can you give me examples of baby steps for people like me who don't even know what a boundary is? I run from one person's crisis to another, never owning my day or my life. Do not know how to even set a baby boundary. I don't know what that would be. All right, I hear you. I had no idea. I don't even think the language of boundaries would have resonated with me if you had talked to me about that years ago. So I'll start with my definition of what a boundary is. I think of boundaries as standards we have for our lives. That is, what's okay and not okay with us. For example, maybe you are not a toucher or a hugger. And in our society, it's really common for people to do things like put their own hand on your shoulder or to hug you or shake hands when you greet someone And if you don't communicate that to other people, then they don't know that it's a boundary. It's your standard, but it's up to you to let people know that that's your standard. When you first start setting boundaries, it's an experimental process. It has to be because we usually don't know what's okay and not okay with us because we've never considered it before. That's why we have to experiment. When we don't have healthy boundaries, we're typically so focused on others and what they want, we fail to think about ourselves. For me, I was so focused on what does he want? What does she want? What does the situation require? What does the organization need that I never gave a thought to what I wanted or needed? Learning how to set boundaries is all about learning to keep the focus on yourself and figuring out what you like and don't like then the task is to share that information with others. Like if you realize, I'm actually not a toucher. If you realize it, you set the standard, I really don't like being touched except for under very specific circumstances and by specific people, then it's your job to communicate that to other people. The easiest place to start in boundary setting is with tiny little boundaries and with yourself. Tell yourself you're gonna do something that's good for you, for example, then stick to it. That is set a standard and stick to it. Something tiny like, I'm going for a five minute walk, then do it. Then you might try setting a tiny boundary with yourself in regard to something that you enjoy. So many of us that don't have healthy boundaries and are super focused on other people don't allow ourselves to do things we enjoy because we're constantly focused on other people and what they're doing. So if you have a hobby, maybe set a boundary with yourself and tell yourself, I'm going to allow myself to indulge in this. Maybe it's just reading for pleasure for 15 minutes and then do it. The more you do these kinds of things, the better you're going to be at doing them. Once you get good at tiny boundaries, then set more difficult boundaries. Practice makes progress. Or as I like to say, you don't get better at something by not doing it. The way to get better at setting boundaries is to set boundaries. Once you get better at setting boundaries with yourself, then move on to setting them with others. It's best to start with easygoing people. And again, start with something tiny, like saying, I'd rather not, when you'd rather not do something instead of going along with it, like you usually do. Try doing that a few times with tiny little boundaries with easygoing people and get better and better at it. As you do that, you'll start to discern what's okay and not okay with you. You'll get to know yourself better, and you won't have to experiment quite as much. Once you get good at setting tiny boundaries with easygoing people then start setting more difficult boundaries with them. This could mean telling them that something they've been doing for a long time is not working for you or maybe no longer working for you. Alternatively, set up boundaries with easygoing people. Excuse me, instead of starting with easygoing people, start with people that you don't even know. It's so much easier to set boundaries with people that we don't have any emotional connection to. For example, if you have always let people walk all over you and you've decided my standard is now I am no longer going to do this and you're at a store and the clerk treats you rudely, you speak up and say something to that person. It's going to be so much easier than it is to do that with somebody that you have a long-standing relationship with because you don't have the emotional connection. Once you get better at setting the tiny boundaries with the easygoing boundaries and or the strangers, then work your way from there to setting boundaries with less easygoing people. Now, this is where it becomes more difficult. And I hear people say all the time, but it's so hard. It's the thing, people, you can do hard. Chances are, if you haven't had boundaries before, you've been doing, quote, hard your entire life. So you can do hard things. And the thing about the hard thing you've been doing your whole life, which is letting people walk all over you and being enmeshed and draining all your energy on them, that is only going to get worse unless you institute some boundaries. It's just going to get worse and it's never ending. But the kind of quote, Hard that you're going to go through when it comes to changing your behavior and setting boundaries for the first time is that that is going to become easier over time because you're going to practice at it and you're going to get better at it. Remember, practice makes progress and you don't get better at something by not doing it. And there is healing and relief and freedom on the other side of this new kind of hard. So pick your hard. Which one are you going to do? Now, what I'd like you to think about here is what would be possible for me if I were to set boundaries with myself and follow through on them consistently? Now, I'm going to pause for a moment here after I repeat that, because I want you to really think about this and I want you to allow yourself to feel in your body the relief, the peace that you would feel if you actually did this. So after I say this again, I want you to pause the audio so you can truly think about this and feel what it would feel like. What would be possible for me if I were to set boundaries with myself And followed through on them consistently. So go ahead and pause. Okay, now that you're back and now that you've thought that through, now I want you to ask yourself another question What would my life look like if I consistently told the truth to others about what's okay with me and what's not okay? So again, I'm gonna repeat it again and then I want you to pause again and allow yourself to think this through and really feel, what would that feel like in my life? Imagine the kind of freedom and ease and comfort you could have if you let yourself consistently tell the truth to people about what's okay and not okay. So go ahead and pause the audio. Think that through. Now that you're back, your life, is in your hands. You get to decide what's okay and not okay with you. And you get to tell others. So to recap, step one is to start small with teeny tiny boundaries, and then build your way to more difficult boundaries from there. Step two, begin by setting boundaries with yourself. Step three: Move on to setting boundaries with easygoing people and/or people that you don't really know. Step four: Move on to people that are not as easygoing and/or people that you have long-standing relationships with. And step five: Live on purpose and thrive. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. Net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listened to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation my ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.